Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to Stradio Lab. An intellectual podcast about straight culture. And also a stupid podcast about nothing. Don't say that. It's just true. I don't want to lie to our listeners. I'm George Severus. And I'm Sam Taggart. And, and this, this is Stradio Lab. Podcast, podcast starts, starts now. now. Podcast starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stradio Lab, the world's most critically acclaimed podcast ever known. The acclaim feels sometimes oppressive, I would say. Well, yeah, because it, it sort of doesn't allow us to experiment because then it sets the bar so high that we have to sort of reach this acclaim again and again and again. Yeah. And and I I know that now I've gotten used to it. And so that when we take that big experimental plunge and we lose the critics for even a moment, mm -hmm. it'll hurt. And also, I feel like sometimes people, you know, will over intellect all the critics will over intellectualize it and they will project their ideas onto us. And it actually feels, uh, you know, it's stereotyping just because we're gay doesn't mean we're smart so to like to you know we can't even say something stupid without then someone being like oh wow that's kind of a commentary on the being human condition stupid. on being stupid <laughs> yeah yeah it's like oh and you're like why do you refuse to see what i'm trying to do here george <laughs> i think you bring up such an interesting point is that critics like what it is is projection that they're doing it's like critics would rather review your podcast positively instead of go to therapy 
and it's and, like, and they would even they would rather review something positively or negatively than go to therapy. Those are like the two. There are two modes of going to therapy. It's like if they're depressed, <laughs> if they're in a depressive mood, they'll do a, a critical review. If they're in a kind of manic mood, they will do a positive review. And it's like, <laughs> how, what's the end game here? Because you're not getting any healthier. Yeah, it is sort of like, did she give the performance of a lifetime or did you just have breakfast this morning? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And they do get, um, they're very jumpy. You know, it's like a critic goes to, let's say, a film festival. I mean, they're essentially like on bath salts the whole time. I mean, they (laughs) they feel so deeply and yet so incorrectly that it's, (laughs) you know, it's actually... um, it, it, it's putting them deeper and deeper into the pits of their own self-mythology. Well, I do think, you know, we say there's a lot of pressure on us as critical darlings, but I think as critics, I kind of can't imagine the amount of pressure that they have if you're sort of a reputable critic and right. you can just, you know, make or break somebody with a little review in your little magazine. <laughs> I, I would, that would be kind of tough for me. I would, I would get a God complex and I think it would kind of drive me insane. Yeah, and then the, here's the thing. They do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the thing. You know, it's interesting because we are also critics. Mm. <laughs> no, I think that's a really smart point is that we are critics, just not at a magazine. Right. So it's more authentic. Define what a critic is. Why would I cheapen being a critic by writing it down or completing a thought? <laughs> so you're saying that everyone's a critic? Or no, that we... I'm saying I'm a critic <laughs> <laughs> and that I don't want to cheapen that by writing it down. <laughs> oh, OK. I hear what Just you're saying. Just because you're saying... I think that about myself doesn't mean everyone is like that. You're saying that we criticize for the love of the game. They criticize for profit and it bastardizes it. Sure, yes, but it's not even for the love of the game. It's actually for it's to create uh, a it, for the culture. It's not for the love of the game as though like, oh, like I, it's just a hobby that I'm enjoying. It's not, it, you know, I'm not kind of taking a jewelry making class. I'm doing it for the sake of survival. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. It's just weird to me, I guess, that you need to sort of take people that take jewelry classes down a peg in order to make your point. Well, I don't know. I mean, when was the last time you met someone who took a jewelry making class and then had an interesting conversation with them. That's true. Tell you what, I feel like some of these critics should take a damn jewelry making class. Can I say something? And this, and now I'm really putting my mask down. The reason I said jewelry making class is because someone I know took one. And in fact, that someone is one of my best friends and he, and constantly says interesting things. And if she listens to this, she will think, wow, he is hiding behind the his podcast and finally telling me what he thinks of me. And in fact, that's not what I think. I was just going along with the bit. And that is an example of inauthentic criticism. <laughs> Thoughts? So because you don't actually hate all people that take jewelry. Well, classes. I was doing, I was almost doing the, it's like I wanted to say something critical and then I just grasped onto the first thing I could think of. You know what you were? That's like, that's like toxic gay guy. Yes. You were like, I can be a bitch about anything. You were like, yeah. I can say anything about anything. And yeah. it's like, it has authority because I'm a gay guy. <laughs> yeah. And you, you sort of took that power and, and like you abused it actually. Right. And you know, I think both of us are kind of in a space where, you know, you, you make fun so much of, we both, we, you know, would make fun of people that said something like, let people enjoy things, you know, like, why does everyone have to be so critical? Let people enjoy things. Almost to the point where now horseshoe theorying around, and now I'm like, wait, maybe let people enjoy things. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I mean, I'm like, the, wait, if the alternative is being a stupid gay guy, then yeah, I'd rather just let people enjoy things. It is so the let people enjoy things versus the be critical of things conversation yeah. is one of the hardest conversations to have. It's almost like I don't want to get into those waters because it's like both sides are so toxic that it's more like I want to be like Dolly Parton and apolitical on it. Like, I don't think you should. <laughs> You know, you can't enjoy everything. The only way out is to be Dolly. The only way out is to be Dolly. Even that, but you can't be apolitical when everything's political. No, because it's complicity. Yeah. So I guess I'm complicit in the let people enjoy things, be critical of things debate. I guess, does that make me pro let people enjoy things? Well, you know, I think we're all kind of trapped in a circle of doom. (laughs) How would you feel about bringing in our guest? I think that could be a sleigh. I would say. <laughs> I Okay, wait, wait. Yeah, Can yeah, we, yeah. Before we bring in our guest, yes. I think our guest might have a thought on this, but I want to say sleigh is like, has been the word that has like had su- such surprising lasting power. Yeah. And for some reason and somehow it has been imbued with this sense of irony where it's cool now and it's like, it was sincere. It was slay yes mama, but now it's like actually slay yes mama in a way that is like funny and, and implies being in the know even. It's almost like wearing an ugly shirt and being like, but I'm wearing it cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much all well, I had to say. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you know what, actually, Let's let's bring her in with that, with the intention of getting her take on that specific topic. What do you think about that? I think that's genius. Okay, please welcome the star of the upcoming Queer as Folk reboot, Theta Hamill. You know that's not it's not untrue. <laughs> Say more. Uh, it's, it's, I I did get an email at some point to audition for that, not for not for any sort of starring role. But I did not respond at all because I thought that it was um, such a bad idea. Right. And now apparently it's out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. everyone's talking about it. It's a huge hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge hit. It's a water cooler classic. It's um, and it's really uh, uh, it's really a tribute to the good work that was done 20 years ago on yeah. the original show. Yeah. Where everybody learned about how much they that guy loves to suck cock. Do you know what? I, it, but, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, well, I, I want to hear your thoughts on queer as folk. No, what I, what I was going to say is just like, of course, it's like, I'm laughing at what you're saying, and it's so funny to think that at the same time, quite literally, that's where I learned about sucking cock. Yeah, yeah. Like, I never that, heard that's of the real, saying. That's the real tragedy of all of this, is like, you're yeah. kind of like, sure, I can make fun of someone being like, calling it a, you know, in, in, instilling it with some meaning that I find almost disingenuous because ultimately it wasn't like, it was almost unintentionally important. It wasn't important because it was good yeah. art. It was important because I, it was the only thing there was and I found it on dailymotion.com and I, yes. searched, and I searched sex scenes only season two. <laughs> Were the sex scenes good in season two? I I remember actually a decline in sex scene. Like I agree, I agree. Yeah, the, I feel like the first season was had all this. I love sucking cock because it was all about just you know, I was a young fellow at the time and like the and it was like uh, Justin or Dustin whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Doesn't he have to do this big thing where he like tells his mom? He's like, Mom, Dad, guess what? Yeah. I love cock. <laughs> and like. 
Yes. That is um, that is like very developmentally uh, uh, imprinted on me yeah. <laughs> as being a quintessential, like a conflation of mother mm-hmm. um, and the confessional and then just the vulgarity. And and but then I remember as I when I finally got access to the show as an out adult or whatever and watched all the DVDs that from the high school or from the college library. It was not as erotically titillating. It was just more like a soap. Yeah. I I also got the DVDs from the college library. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is so yeah. crazy. It was we needed something to do. And I remember secretly secretly watching them in my room and being like I can never let anyone know about this. But it was I I remember thinking it was kind of hot still, but I also didn't know really what sex was. I mean there so. was ju- there's just something so almost liberating about being the first, not even adding to a conversation, just being like, this is the first time this is happening in like a, you know, a, 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 a cable show or whatever. So they could get, I distinctly remember this one scene where the older guy who's like more knowledgeable asks a series of gay questions to the younger guy. And it's literally like, uh-huh. are you a top? or a bot <laughs> and it's like and you are meant to really take each of these in and be like wow he's getting yeah. an education like is he a top yes. or a bottom well this is okay so this is a very good i think it's very germane to the subject of your yes. program which is that there was a time when when being straight mm-hmm. involved a certain amount of ignorance about topping bottoming it was always this thanksgiving this like this cliche of the thanksgiving dinner conversation yeah. like what do you even do now, I feel that we are cursed with too much knowledge of gay sex in the straight world. 100%. Thank you for saying that. I'd say even in like TV, the straight writers take so much joy in like top or bottom. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not that like it's you need to calm down. So, you need some, to calm down. Something that really started that was the popularization of the word twink. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because that has, uh-huh. I would say that is literally not even a gay term anymore. No, it's not a gay term and it's not a gay aesthetic. No, yes. No. It's almost like I feel bad for t- gay twin. Like I used to, <laughs> when I would see, like when I was adolescent, I used to be, they were like the princes of the world. And now when I see them on the street, I go, oh, you poor soul, like mm-hmm. limping around, waiting to get uh, a win, a gust of Li- wind yeah, to like knock literally. them off their feet. <laughs> and you go, oh, what place is there for you? Because we we need brooding straight twinks now yeah. who are experts at uh, letting their hair flop over their eye and well, what the, the only place for the twink is being the one gay guy at a bachelorette party. It's it, it's actually really <laughs> yeah. sad because the way now for a twink to find community is with a group of cis women. Yeah, that yeah. is the only yes. uh, that is the only way left for a twink to find community in this day and age. <laughs> So sad. (laughs) No, it is very sad. But yeah, they really. I, you know, it's very. I think it's very confusing that the that the the are like most handsome teen idols now. I guess it's always more or less been the case. But for so many people, for me to have met so many cis straight women in their thirties who's confessed to having a crush on Chalamet, it's very strange to me. Because like, I would be mortified. Mm to say such a thing. Sure. Yeah. I might in, enjoy the process of being mortified like in a in a in a queer masochistic sure, way. Sure. <laughs> but I don't think that secretaries and stuff should be going around. Uh, but, <laughs> but 
but this is well. But I I don't want to I don't want to go too deep on 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 t on the t word. <laughs> Timothy, <laughs> the try it. Well, I just think that there's something about the algorithmic. Yeah. Uh, uh, that the something about well, this is what I really wanted to talk about in terms of my straight topic. Because my is should I do some? Well, sort let's of do. A, well, well, wait. Should I hold? Let's hold, hold. for because we're gonna do a, a segment okay. first. But I want to respond to one thing you're saying with the algorithmic yeah. stuff. And actually, then that will lead into the topic. But maybe I'll introduce it, and then we'll we'll come back to it. But it's mm. like people talk so much about uh, algorithmically how we're all in echo chambers, right? And we only interact with people that are similar to us, exact, etc. But in fact, there's also the opposite of that, where things leak out. Yeah. When you think you are talking just to your own community, things leak out, and next yes. thing you know, it's a slippery slope. And Timothy Chalamet is a straight sex symbol. Yes. <laughs> Ab- yes. Yes, you know, huge leakage. It's not. It's not just this bubble. It's yeah, not just a bubble. No. I think that's actually what it, it, that is, and they're both two sides of the same coin. It's like the bubbles are a problem, and the leaks are a problem, and it, the leaks are all in the wrong directions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. So let's do our first segment, Sam. What do you think? And then okay. We'll, wait. We'll, one more thing. Yeah. About queer as folk. Yes. The way oh. that Brian guy pronounced cock every single time, like, it would always be like, do you want to suck cock? <laughs> yes, yes, he would. He hit those yeah. Ks so hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what am I, just a fuck? Yeah, yeah, just a fuck. And it was just like, you need to calm down. <laughs> I could not stand him, um, and I just wanted to say that. But It was outrageous. It was no, outrageous. he would always... He, they, none of the people on that show had the even the ability to say like words like top or bottom, suck cock, fuck cock, anal, whatever, <laughs> without without having this like actorly like elevated thing. Well, like, they're also, like, want yeah. to suck my cock? They're presumably talking to one another as members of a gay scene. Like, it's not going to shock yeah. me if I'm hooking up with someone and they say cock. But they're acting as yeah. though they're they're acting as though they're shocking their mom when they're talking to yeah. a romantic partner. So yes. it's like they're literally, you're literally in bed with someone naked, and you're like, yeah. and you're like, does it make you uncomfortable that I'm hard? It's like no, <laughs> that's like part of the plan here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it make you uncomfortable? Is it? Uh, is this a problem? Would when it you be a suck. problem if I put my cock? Yeah. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to. You have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right. I literally want to get the segment out of the way so that I can, so they can really, we can just like So that we can be in. free. Because you're, yeah, beautiful. it's just, I'm, I'm already feeling so inspired by everything you are, by everything oh, you're bringing. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we ask... Our guests a series of rapid fire nonsensical questions oh, to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. So it's one thing or another thing, and it's straight things, and you just have to pick one based on your own instincts. And the one rule is that you can't ask any follow up questions about how it works, otherwise we will yell at you and kick you off the Zoom. Got it. Okay. Okay. So rapid fire answers and no. And you just have to answer. Yeah. Sam, take it All away. Right. Okay, I'll start. Free hugs. Or mid-priced subs, aka SUVs. Uh, mid-priced subs. Mid <laughs> okay, Theta. Six Flags or the Seven Deadly Sins. Hmm. Seven Deadly Sins, I guess. Okay. New York versus LA or Freddy versus Jason. <sighs> Freddy versus Jason, I guess. <laughs> Missy Pyle or Mister Softy. Mr. Softy. <laughs> okay. B12 or A24? Mm. B12. Okay. Female celebrities lying about their age, male celebrities lying about their height, or George W. Bush lying about the existence of WMDs? <laughs> That's a hard one, but I will say male celebrities lying about their yeah. height. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, burrito bowl or booty hole? <laughs> oh! Really two sides of the same coin there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> so related. Um, I would say booty hole, booty hole, mm-hmm. booty hole. Yeah. It's not a isn't word that, that I would a, say. Isn't that a nasty bowl. thing to say? Now that will be yeah, a fun not... thing in Queer as Folk if one of them was like, <laughs> if one of them was like, lick my booty hole. 
<laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, Give me your right. booty hole. Say <laughs> that. Uh, voting down the working families party ticket or working mm. at the car wash. <laughs> I'm sorry, but working at the car yeah, wash. You got it. Yeah, I felt that. Oh my god, we're done. Yes, I think that was a that was a sleigh, and I say that earnestly, not ironically. And I say it ironically. That was a sleigh, mama. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did I score? Or is that did I just violate the rule of the game? I would say we we rated we rated on a scale of zero to one thousand doves, and <laughs> I would say I'm gonna say nine hundred. Wow. Cool. 900 yeah. doves. And you know, I think why I see the 900 is because yeah. I really felt sort of a, you were sort of at the beginning of the game, you were like, I don't really know who I am yet. Like it was sort of like, I guess this. It was an I, underdog I, narrative. Uh, I guess this. And then by the end of the game, you were, you were forceful. You were um, commanding the room. Yeah. And you were saying, ah, the, voting down the working families party. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? But you were also performing the, you could tell the wheels were turning. You weren't just like Mm. saying something at random. You were considering it, pretending what you were, or not pretending, uh, really kind of embodying the idea that what you were doing had depth and and like and that you were really considering two different options and then being like, and now the correct answer is B. And I'm a very sincere person. Yeah, and I just want you know a lot of people. I don't like to you know sort of talk down to our previous guests, but I will say a lot of our previous guests they they come in, they say, "Oh, I'll play this game like just for just eight stupid questions." Oh, yeah. I'm having fun. And what you did when you played this game is you told a story and you gave us character and you gave us an arc. And I think that is so important. And yeah, because what we all are are storytellers. Well, it's the only way you can get on this podcast. <laughs> we need without them we, we need stories to live we without need... stories we would literally die <laughs> yes. we would die we would perish <laughs> we would be extinct as you know a what you know what sam told me the other day he, and he made this up we tell ourselves stories in order to live <laughs> exactly well I yeah said, so i said accurate. i said did you read that summary he said no we're just no. talking we're having a conversation uh, yeah. i it's just something that i think so one of my opinions is that we tell stories in order to live. You don't have to agree. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, was like, it's, I, I said it's actually fine if you disagree, but it is something that I invented. Yeah, you were like, yeah. I don't. It's like I, he was like, I don't feel it's strongly about it. It's not. It, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna be mad at you if you disagree. I'm just like, in my opinion, yeah. we tell ourselves stories in order to live. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I've never, re- I've never thought it through in, in exactly that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most and, people don't. And when yeah. you, when you hear a phrase like that, your first inclination is. Absolutely, to just agree with it and not to go, what? Right. <laughs> to say, right. To say, how, why is that? Why do you think that's true? Well, yeah, there's almost like, you know, has there been a study someone stopped telling stories and died? You know, I, I don't know. Not that <laughs> exactly. I've heard of, you know. The answer is no. The answer is no, ultimately. Like, I, I hate to bring science into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the answer is no. Okay, um, here's my story it's a sci fi yes. dystopian film it's a film it's big budget i'm living wow someone at a24 just creamed their pants okay (laughs) oh and it's written by a queer creator (laughs) it's 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 written by a queer creator it's a sci-fi story written by a queer creator it's 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 yes it's written by a creator it's written by a creator (laughs) who who happens to be queer it's it's written by a creator who happens to be queer 
Let's put let's put him on the panel. Let's put him on the panel. Let's put um, it, South by Southwest. We're flying him out. God bless them. Okay, and it's a world mm. where they don't yeah. tell stories. <gasps> Here we go. Wow. What happens? What happens in that world? Well, it's still really in the development phases. Um, but it sounds like an A twenty four movie to me. No second act. <laughs> Yeah, you can kind of see the trailer and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really but you know what? Though we're working, we have some really fun ideas for the soundtrack, and we have we have a really yeah. great sound designer working on it. A great costume That's designer. Fantastic. We're thinking Anya Taylor Joy, but ugly. <laughs> That's great. Look, well, I wonder if we could get Anya Taylor Joy to just ugly up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And I, it's like you know. We're saying this, sort of mocking them, but I do think movies are just sort of colors and sounds. So if of it course. looks good and literally, literally, have I? I've never seen a good one. No, I'm still waiting to see a good movie. Yeah, still waiting to see that. <laughs> but it's I'm got colors. It's got sounds. Mm. We tell you, we watch, we watch colors and sounds in order to live. Yeah, yeah. There's a kind of you know, at some point you're like, yeah, we kind of just like get by in order to live. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. We'll take what we're offered. We're t- we'll take live. what we're offered. You know, no one's happy. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Hold Wait. on. Hold on. Yes. Wait. Yes. Just yes, side side question. What is? Are people like mad at a twenty four now? <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a natural. Listen, I feel like what's... it's sort of like a like now it's like a punchline half half punchline brand, but it's also still prestige. But it, but inevitably so, inevitably so. Anything, it, it, everything yeah. is a. I mean, it's like of course, if something's gonna have these like highly stylized, very critically acclaimed, like very up their own ass, whatever, you can you know you can enjoy some of the movies and not others, and still kind of make fun of it as a concept. Mm, okay. Nobody's like the, but also I think it's that they've. It's a little bit like um, any successful act of branding yeah. means limiting your identity to something that could be easily mocked. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nobody, nobody is like, oh great, another searchlight uh, <laughs> that, indie. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, but A twenty four made and uh, elected to like really have a, an imprint. Well, it's the double edged um, sword of like name recognition and brand refinement. Is like, you, you say A twenty four immediately, everyone knows what you're talking about, and then immediately, yeah. uh, you know, a few gay guys tweet about it, disparaging. <laughs> yes, they're the canaries in the they're cool the canaries one. in the home. <laughs> wow, I love that. Okay, I'm glad I asked that question because. It's sort of been on my mind. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of other things for for which that has happened. Like, I mean, something that was prestige and then... I mean, you know what? Actually, here's one that, Theta, I know you have strong opinions on. Bjork. Um. Yes, I do have strong opinions about Bjork. Uh, but, like, I my opinions have never... Uh, really fluctuated between the, like mild distaste and full um yeah. uh, outright dislike yes. like mm. i uh i i but i i know that this is makes me a pariah in, in my community my chosen family mm-hmm. of uh, wherever i brooklyn okay <laughs> <laughs> but i uh i'm just not um i think that there actually are some similarities between bjork and a24 
that there's always going to be some sort of fucking stupid outfit. There's always going to be gurgling mouthwash. And there's, she's going to be making instruments out of bullshit. And like, there's always something where I'm like, what? It's not amazing to me that you like played an erector set, like a, you know, with a MIDI right. remote, with like a Wii remote. Yeah. Like she was like, look, I whip the Wii remote around and it plays the organ. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, I don't, uh, that feels like a stunt to me. Yeah. And um, I unfortunately have emotional needs for music that are not being met right. by Bjork. Mm. You know, and right. I and, and and let me ask you this. And I say that I say this as a as a Bjork fan, but I I don't feel strongly enough to you know get into it. <laughs> but but let <laughs> so, me ask so you this. I, you know, I, yes. would would you say? And I think for me this is a recurring thing when I think of why I don't like certain things. That the yeah. some of the like that the parts don't app don't add up to more than the the, the sum. Oh my God! Why am I? Do you know what I'm? Can we say the, that again. It's, it's don't add up to the sum. That the sum of. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. That the sum the, of the parts. Okay. Don't add up to the sum. Don't add up. To, <laughs> no. That, is that the whole that, is less? Than yeah, the yeah, sum yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yes. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> is that you yes. feel like the whole? Oh my God! Wow. That you feel like the whole <laughs> is less than the sum of the parts. Like you're like she's doing all these things or all these things, and yet yes. it's not. It's not adding up to more than the sum of the parts. It's actually, it's not, it's just a sum of parts. For me, that is what it feels like. It feels like uh, every time a Bjork comes out with a new project, there's like a bag of, of, of items of sort of bullet points about why it's remarkable. Yeah. And then when you, you put them all together, the thing is, this is also, I don't want to make, listen, I, I want only to be loved by the maximum number of people of and never to alienate anyone. But I'm also getting this feeling a little bit with uh, with Re Renaissance Volume One that the that the uh, I won't even name the artist, but like the the binding agent mm -hmm. of like high tech production is such that like people can really go to market with a jumble of items that are adhered together. Yeah through like mixing production and it's not going to crumble on impact, but that doesn't mean that it necessarily coheres in, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, uh, so, but, but I have to say that like, I'm sure that Bjork is a very nice person. I know she really loves gay people. Oh yes. Uh, that's good. And, uh, but it's just, uh, I don't like, here's, I'll say one more final thing. I'm also not a fan of like Anais Nin. I don't like, the attempt to mystify I understand organic experience by going yeah. my organs my <laughs> my like I don't like it I would rather she said my guts my guts but she would never say my guts do you know what it is actually, she's like Brian Kinney <laughs> you know what it is it, it's 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 um it's I love these beautiful humans oh yes <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's is it she, we're all floating on a doing, rock in space? She is doing elevated, I love these beautiful humans floating on a rock in space. Mm, damn. <laughs> That's very well said, George. You know, and, well said, and again, yeah. I'm saying this with nothing but love, but I can I can step outside my own toxic fandom and recognize that you are correct in your assessment. <laughs> well, it's it pains me to and it's And it's also, you know what else it's doing? It's like uh, this kind of like, I guess I have a human body. <laughs> Well, so that's so your comic sweet spot. I just have to say, the imitation of that yeah. particular affect, but it is, uh, uh, no, it is, it is that, but it is also exotic, you know, and, of course, um, Icelandic. I mean, she's Icelandic. 
<laughs> and that's something yeah. no one can take away from her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. If wow, there's wow, one wow. thing we can say about Bjork is that it, she is from the country Iceland. <laughs> While we're on the Bjork topic, yeah. one more thing is that yeah. another bad thing is comedians doing Bjork as and we just sort of talked about this but they they interpret Bjork simply as like what if I'm weird what if I'm crazy yes. and it's yeah. like no there is a specificity and just be, maybe because you don't listen like that's fine but maybe you don't do someone yeah. you don't listen to just because they have a weird voice and that's a pet peeve of mine people do that people do that with all the people do that with like Joanna Newsom people do that with Fiona yeah. Apple it's like it's it actually you think you're sounding smart because you're commenting on something and in fact you're actually showing the the shallowness of your knowledge by your yeah. by your absolutely flop of an impression yeah because yeah. some people can do it really well and you yes. know that they it comes from a, a deep knowledge of yeah. bjork they have something to grip onto yes it's, yeah. it's not a comic it's not a comedic elevation to say of something that's weird that it is weird yeah yes or, yes <laughs> yeah wait this That's is, like what popular girls do. Yeah, somebody with glasses. I just want to say this is something that actually, I would I would say uh, a similar thing to that is it's not interesting to say something is funny as though it's unintentionally <laughs> funny when it's trying to be funny. So you will often Absolutely. see. Let's say you'll see like a page six headline that is so clearly trying to be cheeky. It's so clearly yeah. like you know Ben Affleck uh, cries at a Dunkin' Donuts amid Jen Garner starring in a show or whatever. It's like, they know what they're yes. doing. Right. Yes. To them be like, wow, journalism is dying. It's like, no, comedy is thriving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and in a weird way, journalism and comedy are are collaborating. Yes, finally. Uh, productively. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. The collab of the century. But, and, the, and you're so right. It is painful because the du- the real dupes are the people who are like, um, you're not going to believe what I found today. This yeah. amusing uh, right. uh, malapropism. Yeah. It's like, no, they, they, they did that because they know how the internet works. Right. <laughs> it's just... Oh, well, that's been our takedown of the day. Well, we should get a <laughs> we should get a new theme song for our brand new segment that everyone loves. Yeah, it's like <laughs> beep beep flop. Yeah, flop. <laughs> <laughs> die, die in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, let's okay. get into the topic. Let's get into the topic. Yeah, Theta, uh, why don't you introduce the topic and then? Just say like a, a, a little bit about what you think makes it straight. Okay, so this is what I was. So the topic is something straight, and my uh, cheeky my thing was being gay with your friends. Yes, that being gay with your friends is the straightest thing right now in the culture. Now maybe this is a little bit dated, but I because I'm not um, advanced enough for TikTok, but I do. I am an avid consumer of Reels. Reels, oh reels, wow! Reels. Well, we all are non-consensually. I might add. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> every time yes, I see a reel, I feel like I'm getting spammed. It's actually a jump scare every time you try to go into Instagram, which you all, which by the way, already is bad. It's like the lowest form of culture. I think we can all agree. It's, you go yeah. there yeah, yeah. wanting to see a photo of someone you hate on Fire Island, and suddenly it's right. someone doing a tutorial with a dance. <laughs> yes, yes, with a dance, mm-hmm. and like um, this has actually. I don't know if anybody. Okay, well. I'll deviate briefly, but then I'll return. But like people are trying to shove the reels vibe like everywhere. I have a 
like many people, I mean, I'm still grieving the loss of Tumblr for gay pornography and mm-hmm. also other forms of pornography um, as a heterosexual woman. The But I have a little Twitter where I now you go and you follow people who are being totally depraved and mm-hmm. degrading themselves. Mm-hmm. And now uh, it's been overnight. It's suddenly populated by um, like a monkey doing a funny dance with a lollipop oh. or like people going down water slides like they're yes. trying to give reels. And yeah. it's insane. You're I like, don't understand. <laughs> you're like, get this dirt out of my face. I'm trying to watch someone get fisted. <laughs> I tried to watch people get fisted, double fisted. <laughs> and here, here's like a, a family on vacation. It's very, very dissonant. <laughs> the, the, the thing that I've noticed about reels is that I think that obviously the front facing camera encourages among straight men a certain kind of um, beauty boy culture, like mm-hmm. of, of like smoldering sort of staring into their own eyes uh, um for whatever reason and this is a little bit like that it's no no surprise to me that lip syncing like rimming rimming or whatever i don't know how vulgar this podcast no no no, is. no, no. Oh, no be it's, go off uh, okay yeah but like like that this is one of, another one of these leak things yes. that leaked out of the gay bubble and entered the straight culture because drag the reason drag queens lip sync is because it's really too much to ask for a drag queen to be both good at makeup and pretty in drag and have some sort of other skill. So there needs to be a, an ersatz skill that mm. will allow them to justify being on stage for five, six minutes and collecting dollar bills. And the easiest thing would be for them to move their mouth lips to songs that everybody already knows. So this is a non-skill skill. I don't believe yeah. that it's possible to like actually really do it well. And, um, and now that is such an asset that... Uh, because it allows people who don't even have the skills of, of drag, they just have a mild sort of beauty to them to have something to do on camera for 15 or 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And no wonder it's taken off that lip syncing and the stupid dancing. But the thing that I find so shocking about it is that this is now being done by groups of uh, straight men because you would have to be really a very attractive man to get an eye to linger on you for longer than yeah. it takes the sum to swipe. But if you're four or five middling attractive men with one or two of you being really standout, it's like a boy band ethos. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, okay, and here's my <laughs> final point. Here's my final point. At least in the era of the boy band, right? People were on television. Right. right. When, I'm doing this on Zoom. Yeah, it yeah, went yeah. like this. She's doing Lance like director Gatos. fingers. Theta's doing a director <laughs> fingers into a rectangle, yeah. In a rectangle. So a wide, so you, could, you had a room on stage. But the vertical video. Oh. If you have five male friends and they're they all can't recording be on a vertical, vertical video, video together, yeah. they have to stand very, very close together to the point where they are touching and sniffing and just like I see where this they have is their going. head, they have their noses buried in each other's hair, like, and it's deeply, deeply gay, and it seems to be the most, uh, the, their most, their favorite activity. You are literally saying the medium is the message. <laughs> you I think it, yes <laughs> but that, that I, I think the, yes thing. I do <laughs> literally the, the screen going from horizontal to vertical has forced homoeroticism on men yes they have to stand they have to stand together closer together <laughs> yeah and and they have to do all of these they have to lip sync and dance yeah oh. on, right on top of each other they have this to it's crazy I, I really love this. I, I 
first of all, I think the idea of leaks, as we're talking, like the like that <laughs> lip syncing is a leak, rimming is a leak, as you said, the idea of a yeah. twink is a leak. Like, I think that is <laughs> yeah. such a productive, um, you know, concept. You know, just like theoretical concept. Yes. Yeah. Spot the leak. Yeah. Spot the leak. And it's exactly what you're talking about with the topic of being gay with your friends. It's or rather the old way. It's like, you know, you used to hear when you were, you know, it's like boys at camp would like jerk off together. But that's, right. yeah, that's kind like of what a, I thought. Yeah. This yeah. Would be. And, and it's almost like now oh, no, I, I think this is great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, I like it, both. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm and, and really, I don't think giving I don't think uh, 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 like as a marked gay like kid, nobody wanted to jack off with me. At, right. At the. It's pretty exclusive. The, but like the uh, but this is even worse because this I really feel is gay in the sense of being both um, sort of lame and. Uh, oh, you mean ironic. it in both like the terms of the word. Yeah. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gay derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like it's it's homoerotic and it's like lame and yeah. stupid. Yeah, I, I like. I'm very curious what like high school kids think of these people doing this because I can't like they're not stupid either. Like part can of I, me is like I bet you hate it. Like right? Like yeah. or do you think it's cool? I really cannot tell. Can I tell you something? It's, I genuinely because my sis, my youngest sister, I have two sisters. My youngest sister is very young. She's like 22. And yeah, literally, it is the case that it's cooler to be somewhat queer adjacent. Like she is a straight. She's a. Yeah. I'm not saying that about her. She identifies as straight, but she will like be dating a guy and be like, "He's so cool. He's kind of queer. Like he's so hot. He's like kind of queer, and he like knows a lot that's, about the queer community, so we can like do queer stuff together." That's so. That's such a. Uh, that's so that's such a waste it's <laughs> that's such a, yeah. that's such a tra- to me that's such a tragedy i don't mean it whatever You're, it's okay i just what we're, do you think we're losing something with uh traditional masculinity dying <laughs> yeah, yes yes i sort of do i i think that there uh, i think basically not to get too sincere about it but i do think that it's a shame anytime a straight man knows exactly how attractive he is yeah i think ideally straight men should be people who are not interested in any form of male attractiveness including their own but we are also seeing i think in addition to lip syncing dancing we're also seeing a, a huge proliferation of weird fitness sigma male bullshit of like men just like admiring themselves in a way that is not even erotic enough to be sexual but it is but it is disappointing you again like it's like a uh, this is so gay like this is so gay <laughs> this is so like billy bud or whatever but like <laughs> you a man like a man who's like on a sailboat like with a bunch of other mm-hmm. friends like and friends <laughs> Crewmates? <laughs> what the fuck are they called? Chaps. They're called coworkers. Yeah, yeah, his coworkers. <laughs> they're pulling ropes. Yeah. They're doing whatever. They're you know, and they build up muscle and they they hose each other down. Right. Go, this sure. is great because ideally, all of those they're too busy um, doing doing something else to notice how attractive they become. But that's not true anymore. Oh, well, that is that is. I now I'm getting what you're. It's like. They okay, are doing yeah. it. it no, 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 no. I, I, it's like really yeah. clicking. It's like they are 
unaware of the fact that they are quite literally working out to become hotter. Yes, yes. That they're like making progress on their fitness journey. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. yeah. They go, would never so post the, they would never post the progress pic. Well, and just <laughs> no. just to take that even further, I do think these men after they've hosed each other down would probably have some sort of maybe mutual masturbation, maybe they'd suck each other off. <laughs> And I exactly. and, and I do think that it would be like well this it wouldn't be homo it would be <laughs> it would be sort of um practical if you you know what I mean absolutely and I yeah. that's the practicality that I that I lament I I, I I lament it because I don't actually see queerness and practicality as being mm. compatible I, I feel like maybe that's a bold claim I know I haven't really thought it through but all of these queer things are well. They're very concerned with affect. I think queerness and affect is are very linked. Beauty. Yeah. I, I don't think that beauty is a necessarily a practical concern. And then, um, in a weird way, the gratification element of queerness, I think, is sort of at odds a little bit with, like, again, my idealizing, totally uh, fag-brained idea of what it's like to work on a boat. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. like, I, I'm totally admitting that I this is not based on real Yeah, life you're saying there's no... On the boat, in this idealized heterosexual <laughs> boat, the boat, on the yeah. boat, there are no stolen glances and, no. <laughs> you know, there's none of that. Like, it, it's like, and in fact, not to, you know, almost reliteralize a metaphor, but the boat also doesn't have leaks that go. It's like the, what happens on yes. the boat stays on the boat and what happens in the queerest folk set stays on the queerest folk set. <laughs> There's... Yes, it stays. There's no leaks, and there's no like. There's no like. There's no like girl around to endow you with uh, cachet. Yes, for, you'd be like, did you see that? Like the way that Jack like had a smoldering glance at Devin. Yeah. De- Devin. Devin. The boat. They all have Gen Z <laughs> names. The I... boat is all people named like <laughs> yes. Skyler. Did you see? Did you see how what Skyler said to Fl- Flayden on, <laughs> on the boat over there on the port side <laughs> of the boat? <laughs> but I think uh, this is my final point because I, I don't want to be pedant here. The, but just that they that the the uh, the sailors probably would have smolder, uh, stolen glances and and like mm-hmm. enjoy the whatever the whatever yeah intimacies. But they wouldn't be but infused wouldn't with me. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. They wouldn't go. I'm doing a queer thing. Yes. Yes. This is, I'm doing a queer thing. I'm a queer sailor. I'm a queer sailor. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those pockets. And weirdly, of... neither would a gay person. Yeah. Neither would a no. gay person are, are not walking around going, I just, I just love something a little queer today. <laughs> I got my queer <laughs> my on. My female friends are going to love it. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I mean, is there a way to retain any uh, authenticity in human behavior when you put labels on things? No. Like, literally, no. It's like once you start identifying things as queer, it's over. You have no idea what your motivations are. You have no idea what you're doing. And you have no idea why you're doing it. Which is really funny coming from uh, our podcast, which is to label things as straight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I I would argue that that they... That like just as we were saying with the word slay earlier, that like slay can come almost full circle now to actually be a sincere compliment, mm-hmm. <laughs> but only by deploying it ironically. <laughs> it's like it's it, and by labeling things ironically for the purpose of satire, you almost can approach sincerity. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's like something you know, you see something very clearly bad, something someone would make fun of, and you can be like, okay, but it's kind of a sleigh, though. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah it impression. is. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I feel that, yeah. yeah. It's a sincere compliment. Wow. Um, I was thinking about, okay, so, like, men seeing their own beauty. Heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Men, well, let's start there. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> men seeing their own beauty and sort of like there's like i do think because part of me wants to be like well it's not like just to uh, just to be basic liberal um just to be sort of like it's nice that men feel comfortable expressing themselves a little bit more but then on the other hand i do think it's it's um bipartisanly toxic where it is also the right side like Republican men are also seeing themselves being needing to be beautiful in this way that is oh, like yeah. so horrific. And that's why like the supplement industry is thriving on oh, all yeah. right podcasts. Uh, I guess they still sort of know homo it by talking more about like virility and manlyhood, but it is just like, I want to be muscular. Yes. And, and the, and the people selling you the, the sort of elk bone supplement or whatever the fuck it is, like are all very uh, spectacularly attractive. Yeah. Men. Ripped. Not the, not the, the, not Alex Jones, the, not the Alex Joneses, <laughs> but like the, in, the, the fit fluencers. And those yeah. yeah. But also virility. It's like, well, do you mean fertility earth mother? 
You know, it's like right. it, it, it almost comes all the exactly. way around. Horseshoe. Yeah. And you're like, I wish I was pregnant. You know, like it, it, it's. Yeah. Yes. You're so concerned with your own potency that you that it, it's it's a wish to become pregnant. It's a wish to yeah. participate in pregnancy, which is a wish to become pregnant, which is. Right. Which is coded. Very womanly. Well, female. Yes. Wow. Coded female. Coded female. <laughs> but I do think it's um, crazy. I do think it's well, but this is it's not just the medium is the message. It's like this is so basic, but it's just like, OK, we really found a new sort of way to sell things. Yeah. And now we said it like they found a way to sell be- beauty products to men. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's half the world. So it's obviously business is booming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. And men are drinking collagen. Huh? Yeah. Well, now I'm like, fuck. <laughs> It sucks. Okay. One thing that sucks is like maybe, okay, I'm just going to say it and we'll see how dumb it sounds is that it is sort of like whenever we get to anything real, like whenever you're talking about issues and it is just sort of like, well, like when the answer is always like, well, capitalism, it's like that sounds like a bad point, but it is always a good point and probably the correct point. And it's like, um, I don't know how to, I feel like it ends, it always ends there and it's like, okay, well, it's like I want to have like sort of a silly like <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I sort of want like a more inventive problem. Sam, Sam, I think you you wanna you want a Bjork of in the same way that Bjork exoticizes nature or like romanticizes nature. You want someone to do that for capitalism. Someone to be like my credit card, <laughs> <laughs> the paper yeah. I take out. <laughs> yeah, I'm craving more my little product. Yeah, more <laughs> mysticism in sort of our yeah. issues, and then it's like no, it's just that we all like are trying to make as much money as we possibly can before we die oh and honey it's working yeah <laughs> no and it is i do i mean again not to be so de- but sincere and down but i do think that is one of the ways that i think the boredom with the topic mm-hmm. is one of the huge ways that the order is maintained yes you're right nobody wants to hit the same wall over and over again there's so there's always a wish for novelty and for a new take and We've had a lot of novelty, but we still have this order. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is... Um, That's actually so genius. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. It also is a snake eating a toad. <laughs> the snake... <laughs> oh, no. I hate... Sometimes having a podcast is one of the worst things you can do because you have to talk. And it's like, sometimes you just need to just shut up. I have, never, never. You never oh. need to shut up. Thank you, Queen. Never. I love it. Um, um, wow. So we got to dress up the issue, I guess. I we need to say, here's what we're going to yeah. do. We're going to put capitalism in drag. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make it shine and we're going to show the world that it's always been the problem. It's always been We're going to show bitch. the world that capitalism can be a sleigh. <laughs> it can be. It really can be. It is what you're saying though that like you always need a new there always needs to be a new take. There needs to be like a new thing we haven't seen before. It's almost like a snake eating its own tail because that is again a capitalistic um, system where it's almost like yes. this like marketplace of ideas where you can't just say the same thing of like capitalism is bad because we've heard that before. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. It that won't sell. It won't that sell. It literally sell. won't sell. <laughs> oh my god. So speaking of sell, um, our next yes. ad is for. <laughs> Oh my god! I forgot we do. <laughs> I literally Ad forgot. We're, we're, we do ads now. So okay, wait, Theta. 
I wanna yes. as we as we kind of you know bring this home. I I want to go back to the being gay with friends thing specifically. Yeah, and like how yeah, you yeah. see it happen. I like so you feel like TikTok, Instagram reels, all that is is one element of it. Are there other places in the culture that you're seeing this kind of thing? Well, I think I think in general maybe this has always been the case, but uh, it's very hard for gay guys to be gay with their friends because then they just are having sex, which is like different. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is where my words sort of fail me. No, no, no. But like, yeah. I, I think that, do you know what is the best to me, the best experience in the entire world is you're uh, coupled to somebody, right? You're in a relationship. And then there is a, there's another couple, right? And you have a special rapport with a member of that couple. The sweetest most enjoyable thing in life is to flirt with somebody else's uh, boyfriend. Yes. Knowing that their relationship is secure and that yours also is. And because you're stable at either point, you can enjoy the freedom of flirting. And I think actually because uh, straight guys, I'm not saying that they're not straight, but I do think that because they're straight, they're able to enjoy being gay in ways that gays cannot. (laughs) Well, it's also, Um, yes, yes. Well, because it's, that that form of straight homosexuality, by definition, will never be available to someone actually gay. Never, never. You'll never walk. You'll never go to go to Narnia. <laughs> you'll yeah. never get through. <laughs> well, the it's door. almost like it's al- not to be so reductive, but it's almost like how the friendship between a gay guy and a straight woman will never be available to like a cis straight guy and a, and a cis straight yes. woman. It's it, because relationally, that just can't happen absolutely and i i think i think that one of the reasons that that uh well i actually don't know this for sure but i do think that we're definitely seeing a resurgence of like man pro man kind of uh i mean i don't want to name again i don't want to name names but it does seem like men are like turning away from the company of women in some really sincere way yeah like they they're like they're either too frustrated by the potential of doing harm so that they like withdraw or they're like too porned out. They're too, they're too grat. They're getting too much gratification on their own, just through their optimization of their own body Mm -hmm. and through the consumption of a, like a very programmatic selection of pornography that like, they're not seeking out. They're not seeking out the company of women. Yeah. And the, and so I don't know a little a little sort of I just feel that that is part of this thing of being sort of gay with your friends. It's like there's no one here to hurt us. There's no one here to hurt us. And I do think it's like sort of totally. I do think it's totally pathetic, which is why the yeah again I'm leaning on the pejorative use of the word right. gay. They're doing a they're doing tattoo drag. Not gonna get us video. Wow, because they weren't actually lesbians. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what is what tattoo is, is like? You remember that band, the Russian? Oh yes, yeah, yes. They're like they're like they're like making out in the rain, and yes, it's us. It's them against the us. world. And they like made out at yeah. like the VMAs, and like Ashton Kutcher claps yeah. at them. Oh you know? god, that that clip. T- speaking, of, talk about millennial sort of trauma memories. Mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher clapping and P, P. Diddy waving his uh, Off, yeah. blazer yeah. around. It was like that was like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It was a life. loss of innocence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's like, oh my god, wow. The, I've, 
I felt bullied by that. Yeah, that hurt. I'm and surprised. That's not that something hurt. I say very often. <laughs> Sam, do we are, are we? Is it final segment time? Could um, that be? Could that be the case? Yeah, I. I guess before we go into the final segment, I guess I just want to say if there's any straight guys out there that say, hey, I can be gay with a gay guy and not have it be weird. (laughs) I want to say, hey, I'm here and I'm down. I can be totally chill and I'm really a good hang. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And if anyone has a boat, (laughs) would love to get out on the water. Yeah. I'll bring the hose if you bring the boat. (laughs) I would love to get out on the water. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Wow. Wow. Well, okay. Our final segment, Theta, is called okay, Shoutouts. And in it, we give a shout out to anything that we enjoy, sort of in the style of TRL in 2001. And you're shouting out to your squad back home. A classic straight form. Anything you feel. Oh, okay. You know, by, by design, we always think of them on the spot. It's kind of, you know, it's. Part of the charm that everyone part, loves yeah, about like, both of us, how unprepared we are. Well, it's a it's radical transparency, but it's yeah, radical transparency. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, do you have one, Sam? I'm really, really racking my damn yeah. brain. Um, I don't know. I mean, sure, I can, I can sort of make, uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. What's up, everyone, boys, and everyone else who's not a boy? I want to give... <laughs> That's my way of being inclusive. Boys and yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to give a huge shout-out to the Island of Fire. Fire Island. I was there wow. last week, and Say it that. was fun (laughs) but at the same time it was miserable oh and this is my actual shout out i learned about a form of um bonding that people do in sort of camps and vacations called forming storming norming performing morning and i have been thinking about it constantly when you meet new people at first it's forming you're forming your relationships it's it's joy and then you have storming where you fight you go back down to normal you realize you aren't in love with each other and you actually kind of hate each other norming you accept each other's flaws and you can live at peace performing you um, perform your role in the group and then the final stage is mourning is when you are in fact separated at the end of that and you um, take joy in the time that you had and mourn the loss of it and I have been thinking about it constantly and it was very true for our house and I think everyone it made things much easier because when we were fighting I'd be like this is just storming tomorrow will be norming and we were <laughs> Woo! Wow. Woo! that's beautiful gorgeous <laughs> That's a um, great shout out. We found it. We it got it was clumsy up top, but we found it. Uh okay. All right. I'm I'm deciding between two. Neither of them are good. Okay, wait. Uh, I have a sub shout out for my okay, shout out. Okay. Yes. That that was um Natalie Rodder Lightman told me that. Friend of the pod. Wait, she told you that entire the the forming framework storming norming performing warning. <laughs> yeah, she used to work at like summer camps and she told me about it. Oh, she didn't invent it. No, no. She she it's oh, like I a thought, thing. I, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I thought you really like came up with that whole cloth, but I was kind of stunned. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> you were literally like, oh, I don't know. I guess my shadow can be. And then it's like a fully formed uh, theory of human behavior. <laughs> no, no, it's it's been tested right. by scientists. Um, uh, okay, I, you know, I actually have a shout out that is very relevant to our topic that I feel ambivalent about, but I'm going to just go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
What's up, freaks and losers out there? It's your boy, George. I want to give a quick shout out to the type of guy that's like a soft guy that you see at yoga. It's like mm. he has he has the jewelry. He has the tattoos. He has yeah. a he has kind eyes. And then, in the middle of the class, he takes his shirt off and does the poses. And because of the way you are positioned, you when you are um, looking at him, he is, in fact, facing the other way. So you can just freely look at every inch of his body. Yeah. And then the class ends, and you can kind of have an unspoken, like, thank you for that. Mm. I really appreciate it. Normally, I would not have a front row seat to this in my day-to-day -day life. But today, yeah. you gave me that gift. And I got a workout. <laughs> so shout out to him. Woo! Woo! That's a beautiful shout out to Theta. That's, That's beautiful. Wonderful. And Theta, whenever you are ready, I say go off. Oh, a shout out? Mm -hmm. Do I do a little so a thing like what's up every what's up everybody? Yeah, like what however you want to do it. You can you can make it your own in any any way you yeah. feel comfortable. What's up, New York? I just want to give a shout out to any place that serves just like a nice, simple meal of like just rice, broccoli, and a protein. Say no that. No flavors, no chili lime, fucking please, no, yes. nothing too intense. Like, please just let me live. Yes. I would like to give a shout out to you. Woo! Woo! That is. Beta, I have been thinking about this constantly. I'm like, why can't I just find a restaurant that is like grilled chicken and salad? Like, it's insane. It's insane. It's yeah. And I guess the answer is diners but why can't it be better yeah why can't it be better why i mean i mean i want i literally want a dining hall that's kind of my fantasy i, I mean, want a dining yeah. hall that's the i thing. just don't want to cook for myself essentially yeah. and i don't want groceries yeah. and i don't want to think about it absolutely do you know what's literally like impossible when you're like oh i'm in the mood for something healthy to, to get takeout or to go to a restaurant that does not exist does not exist can't happen Never, I've never known it to happen. Never, never, no, never. That has not been my experience. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. But so I would give a shout out to the uh, to anybody that bucks that trend. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, you little entrepreneurs out there. We've got an <laughs> idea for you. New York City is hungry for healthy meals. Um, wow. Well, Theta, thank you so much for doing this. I feel enlightened. I feel um, that was really an incredible episode. Class was in session. Yeah. It was my great pleasure to speak with you both. Sam and George, Stradio Lab. <laughs> now on iHeart. <laughs> now on iHeart. Um Wow. I, I truly truly what a what a, what a pleasure. I mean such a good ep top to bottom. Ep. Second to second. <laughs> Would not change a thing. Good. It's just fun to talk. It's just it, fun to have I a mean, combo. Hey, that's what podcasts are made of. <laughs> <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.